Hi, I'm Dr. Susan Block, and I want to welcome you to FDR, the love train all aboard with your conductors, me and Captain Max. Good evening, Captain Max. Uh, good evening, good evening. Yes. How are you tonight? I'm just rolling along yeah. the tracks. And I'd like to uh, also welcome you to FDR Radio. It's uh, not your regular kind of a radio. It's a very slow-hand radio. And tonight has a big treat. I went back into my teenagehood and I went to the Wiener Schnitzel. You got yourself a wiener I, uh, and you just sucked it right down. But you didn't want the wieners. Well, this wiener is well, not your wiener. This was a gangbang. This was a gangbang because there were 15 wieners. And they're almost all eaten. <laughs> yeah. My goodness, Bonoboville likes wieners. When's the last? I do too, but not with all that sauce. When's the last time you went to a wiener schnitzel? I just like it with the special sauce. Oh, this has some special beanie sauce. Not my favorite kind, though. No? No, 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 no. You know the favorite kind I like. Oh, the wiener sauce. Mmm. Yes, you like the large jumbo wieners. Not that large. Well, I mean... Pretty large. I'm talking about wieners. Real wieners. With schnitzel. Hey, how you guys doing out there? Everything okay? Food prices are going up a little bit, huh? Speaking of wiener schnitzel. Yeah, speaking of wiener schnitzel. Uh, Although, that was $7.99 for... Five Wiener Schnitzels. So there you not have bad. it. Not bad. Not not too bad. Of, of course, the doctor bills from <laughs> it's not really great and healthy. Do am I on as a speaker or uh, or what's going on? Yeah, I'm a speaker. Speaking, speaking. Except you're not in the speakers area. No. So somebody could put you in there. You're oh. currently in the listeners area as yourself maximilian but obviously you're speaking and now you are in the speaker's area and all is well so all aboard the love train and that's the tinkling sound of ice that's in ice the dining car in the dining at car at the speakeasy bar right we are in the bar section of the dining car the hot dogs are over here in this car and the vodka and stuff is in this bar. Mm, the vodka. Right. We want to have good relations with the Russians. I stopped drinking. That's what we have need. Have you noticed? Right. And that's why we're now at war with Russia. Because <laughs> they want you to start drinking again. Yeah, so they can keep selling their vodka. Uh, their economy, when I stopped buying their vodka, their economy just went, went into a spasm. Yeah, went into a spasm. Where's Max? Where's Max? Where's Why did he stop drinking? See, when you quit your vices, it has an effect on the economy, capitalism. It's all connected. Mm. Mm. Tinkle, tinkle. Tinkle, tinkle. Icy ice. 
Okay, so let's see what's going on. Anybody in this place? Well, there's all kinds of people here, but we should give out the title of the show. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, they make you do a title on call-in and on a lot of these platforms before you've even done the show. You've got to come up with a title. So, of course, the title is always FDR, but that's a little kind of boring. So, we have to come up with another title that sort of says something about what we're going to talk about tonight, even though we kind of have no idea what we're going to talk about tonight. But tonight's title, which to some extent is going to influence what we talk about, see, influencing, influencers, Galore. Anyway, it's Yale, Jail, Sexual Grail, and the Bonobo Trail. Oh, yeah. Oh, which is very good. Very good. It rhymes. You should publish that. Just in that. case you yeah. didn't know. I noticed that it, what you guys don't know out there is that Dr. Susie is an extraordinary poet. <laughs> that was extraordinary. I went to the rhyme zone <laughs> once I realized Yale was one of the words. And then all the other stuff just fell into place. You too can be a great poet with Rhyme Zone at your fingertips. And yes, Wikipedia, in case you don't know what these words mean. Mm. Anyway, we just released our Yale Round Table Peace, Love, Bonobos, and Sex Week at Yale. So we're celebrating that release and. Brittany Griner's release from Russian Jail, which rhymes with Yale. And we're going to talk about that. And of course, we're rooting for Trump to go to jail. We keep rooting. We're going to turn into root beer at this point. But really, too many people are in U.S. jails. We have more people in jail than, than anybody. Any, than any country. Really, it's crazy. We and we're talking about China. <laughs> Yeah, all these other people for their human rights violations. Right. But we're the worst. Yeah. Free Leonard Peltier. Free He's Max Luth. He's a Native Luth. American. Yeah. Free Max Luthwis. You are free right now. Oh, I am. Okay. Yeah. You, Never mind. You're fine. <laughs> it must be the chocolate. Don't make them think they've got to put you back in there. Yeah, right. Anyway. Free Leonard Peltier, he is a Native American who was right. wrongly accused of murder back in the 1970s. Way back. He's been... The, political the, prisoner. Yeah, they've got him uh, in there as a political prisoner. And, and of course, Julian Assange is a big political prisoner. He's in London, but because of the United States, so he might well, as well be in a United States prison. Now some of the, uh, I guess, the Australian government and... Uh, uh, calling for his release in Boston. Everybody with yes. any sense and any feeling is calling for his release. Come on, Joe. Did you hear that, Brandon? Right. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Really, set, set him Trump free. is the one that put him not just in jail, but tried to have him killed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, Joe, you should set him free. Come on. You don't have much time. We're also talking about the sexual grail Um, with ice. mm, Sounds good. I left the the sound of it. Right. All right. The sexual grail. The best sex for you. Because 
like the holy grail everybody's got a different idea of their spirituality and who's god the goddess what they worship well everybody's got a different kind of sex that is best for them even though the state and your grandma try to tell you what's best for you we're going to talk about the sexual grail that is for you as long as it involves consenting adults well it should be good and yet there might be exceptions to that but we're going to talk about it we are also talking about bonobos. We are on the bonobo trail. We're on it. The bonobo way. The Yale Round Table is all about bonobos and how they make peace through pleasure, female empowerment, male well-being, sharing, a little bit of caring, a little bit of not caring. You know, you can care too much. A lot of sharing. But a lot of sharing. Yeah. Always sharing. Caring is a double-edged sword. Sometimes you care so much, you Kill commit murder. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you commit murder. So you got to care with a balanced view. Yeah. And they're ecosexual. They are sustainable. Their sexuality, their whole way of life is something we need to pay attention to if we want to continue humanity. I don't know about human civilization, which is built at this point on mechanization, on the mega machine. That is going to collapse. That is collapsing. But perhaps some of us will survive and hopefully recreate ourselves in the bonobo way and even now even while the mega machine is grinding us i'm not talking about grinder i'm talking about work 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 with high high prices even as that's happening we can still follow the bonobo way of peace through pleasure female empowerment male well-being sharing and a little bit of caring. We're also talking about the Arcadia City Council party that we attended. Oh, yeah. Oh. And Arcadia City Council hypocrisy. We love ourselves. And also the L.A. City Council madness. Oh, my God. <laughs> we think we've got craziness going on here in little Arcadia. But L.A., it's wild. We're going to talk about that. Beavers in the Arctic. Yikes! I know it sounds cute, but it's actually a bad, bad sign. Wh that we have beavers. Beavers. That they can survive in the Arctic and build dams in the Arctic uh, Circle. Uh, it means the Arctic is warming up to the extent that beavers are there. And they're actually they're quite destructive to other wildlife and human life. Yeah, but they build dams. Right. But yeah. not always where you want them. Could be. Could be. I mean, they could build a dam so they cut off the ocean from coming to where we are. Something like that. There can or be a lot of problems with these beavers in the Arctic. They're cute, though, right? Don't they have a little... They're a little bit cute, but they look a little bit like water rats. Yeah, they're a little ratty looking. Pretty ratty, and they're always kind of wet. Yeah. And they can't survive I mean, like in wet. the cold, really cold. They like it kind of cold, but the Arctic's always been too cold. Now it's warmer, which sounds very nice if you're cold right now in the winter. 
Except it means global warming is... Upon us. Oh, <laughs> devastation. And censorship. That's a human thing. And we are going to talk about that today from the library to the internet. I guess they're not arresting the librarians now, but they no, are but they firing tr- them. No, they tried in Utah, and of course, I guess it was thrown out. So now they're trying to... These are Republicans. I don't even know their name because they're all conspiring. They all lie in some form or another. Right, Susan? So Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Every time I think I've had it with the Democrats, the Republicans do something right. horrible, Rebel. and hey... This time, don't put them in jail or prison. Torture them, fire them, show them who you are. Jail is partly about being in a place where you can't get out. It's partly about not being allowed into a place where everybody is. It's like in the old days, they would call it banishment. Like uh, Napoleon was banished to Waterloo. So when you say you're in Facebook jail or you're in YouTube jail, really what it is, you're not in a jail, obviously. You don't got bars around you. And you're not even in a confined space. What it is is that you're banished from that commons, from that area where people are communicating. Yeah, so you are being censored. And so censorship, even though they call it Facebook jail, YouTube jail. It's censorship. It's really banishment. But saying banishment. YouTube yeah. banishment is a little awkward, right? Uh, That's kind of cool. It's more hip to say YouTube jail, and it rhymes with but Yale. If you say today, I've been banished from Facebook. Well, maybe what, we'll make it popular Do people now. know what that means? I think. Some people do. They would know. They would I know. think people yeah. know. But they don't say I'm in YouTube banishment or YouTube Waterloo, not Waterloo. Where was he banished? He wasn't banished to Waterloo. Waterloo was where he lost. He was banished to the island of Elba, I believe. Very good. We are riding that train. Choo-choo. And unfortunately, we're not high enough on Uh, cocaine or anything. No, no no cocaine. Except a couple little puffs of pot. No, no. Some pot, mm. a, little, a little edible. A little I, bit of edible. Had, oh, uh-oh. You're going to yeah. go there. We know where we're going, folks. No, no, we're going into just, edible countries. Just so saying, watch out. I had a little piece of chocolate. Right, that's right, it. right. That's that all chocolate. I want to say. That's it's it. a holiday dessert. We're going to have another stimulating discussion of sex politics and bonobos here on the love train so if you have a question a story to tell a comment yeah we might read some of your comments tonight and we do appreciate these comments but i will say i enjoy it more when you put yourself into the caller area and And then we get a call there's Catherine from last week Catherine from last week. Hi. Max likes the beauties. And we've got a few beauties there. I'm trying to get my mouse to work. Uh, (laughs) But yes, uh, Catherine did post a comment, I remember, Ah, last week. Yes, oh yes. But we did not get her to get into the caller area. And I do realize that some of you 
are like at work. <laughs> I'm not going to say what that means about your boss if you're listening to this show at work, but I do understand why you might not be able to get into the caller area. So we still like your comments. And so we're here. What should we talk about first, Captain Max? What is um, burning? Burning. In you? Uh, burning for me is. Uh, this my uh, I now call my beautiful city of Arcadia. Aha! Uh-huh, yes. I, I'm making posters. We went to a lovely <laughs> holiday party. Party. We're going to be going to many more. It was held at the lovely Arcadia Kangaroo Court, otherwise known as the Arcadia City Council. Now, there's a whole new group of people coming in in the political positions. So, I do hold out hope. But so far, in our dealings with Arcadia City Council, it has been like a kangaroo court. And yet we have great hope for the new mayor of Arcadia, Mayor Paul Cheng, who really was quite a good speaker. I mean, I didn't hear him speak about uh, anything yeah. really of substance, no, but no, he's no, like good. a great talk show host. He kept things moving. He had to have his own show. Right. He should. No, he should. And I guess when you're mayor, it is like a show. I bet you he's running for president. Maybe. It could be in his sights. The early early stages. You know, there's a youngest mayor ever in Arkansas. He's 18 years old. I forget his name. But he's 18, the only 18-year-old mayor, and he wants to be president. So he's even ahead of that game. Sure. Right. Sure, sure, sure. Well, you can make a lot of money if you're president. So hopefully he'll want our vote and help with our situation. So Paul Chang kept things moving. But the problem was other people were talking too. And so this was a pretty endless evening. And you took a picture with someone. I did. I took a picture with Tom Beck, who has been mayor. Actually, right, for a while, for forever. I don't think he won an election for mayor. I, Maybe he did, but he definitely was an Arcadia City Council member, right. and he definitely right. was one of the main kangaroos. Yes, yes. And he's a very jovial guy, oh, and he yes, gave me a nice bear hug, and yeah. I appreciated that, very especially because vaunt. of the way that he treated us, which was not very nice. But he was very nice at the party. That is until he found out exactly who I was. <laughs> and then he went, ooh, no, I don't want to talk to Max. But we took a very nice picture. Maybe I'll put it on the website. A lot of self-congratulating oh, at endless. this event of Tom Beck and his cronies. There was also an endless prayer. You missed the prayer. You were actually in the uh, men's room. The but yeah. it was from a chaplain, not just any chaplain, but this was a police chaplain Uh-oh. implying that god is the chief of police god well i mean if you believe that then good luck to you well I'm not the implications the yes. influence it's yeah, all yeah. about influence baby yeah. so anyway there was a lot of this congratulating and santa anita racetrack had big big thanks for tom beck yeah i saw i heard, yeah kept saying, you've done so much for the racetrack. Wow. What does that mean? What, is that? what, what have you done for the racetrack? I should go find Inquiring out. Inquiring minds want to know. know. 
We love horses, not so much the racetrack, though. I used to actually love horse racing, but now I feel that it is animal abuse, and it's not even for a good meal. We don't eat the horses. I mean, yeah, well, I'm not a vegetarian. But why not? But why not eat the horses? Well, first of all, we shouldn't be racing these horses, no, I, I, I don't I, I, think. I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Also, 2024 will be the Breeders' Cup. Did you know that? In Arcadia. The, the Breeders', Breeders Cup. Cup. So I'm immediately envisioning a race of pregnant women <laughs> to see who can give birth quickest to the most unwanted children. No, it's horses. So not women, thank goodness. But it could be kind of a mix of Sam Alito's fantasy of they shoot horses, don't they? And no abortion rights for women. If you've seen that movie, They Shoot Horses, Don't They, with Jane Fonda, it's an excellent movie and very, very harrowing. And it's not really about horses. It has some horses in it, but it's really about people. And it's about capitalism just racing us to the bone. And it's about your real freedom. Yeah. Which is getting to be less and less. Yeah, but for that freedom, you have to act in certain ways. Well, you don't even get it, really, because right. you have to act in certain ways. Right. You, so. have, you have to change your whole, you do it our way, <laughs> you know, there's the highway. The highway, or you get to be a racehorse. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, why? Like I, in that movie Squid Game, you know, where you have to play these games and then you die and you do it for the entertainment and the enrichment of the elite. You know how many horses are dying? I have died up here and they have an investigation and nothing is wrong. No, <laughs> nothing is wrong. And I think, I don't they know. just don't know what's wrong or they don't want to say what's wrong. There's a lot what's wrong. But meanwhile, Tom Beck, former mayor and city council member of Arcadia. And winner of various. Many, many awards. Many awards. I can't count your, them. So many service. awards. So many. But Tom, the Many world, awards. Yeah. The one that stood out for me was the Racetrack Award. I didn't stay for the whole thing honestly even though i will say if it was all mayor paul cheng talking i might have stayed because he was very entertaining but everybody else not so much you see we uh we support your opponents tom oh right yeah we're not sure about paul. The, the council has now changed it's a historic moment yeah and it's a time really to go wait a minute what are we maybe doing? Maybe we should do things differently. Yeah, maybe. Maybe we should just do things differently. Now, yeah. we did also meet the city manager, who uh, was very interesting, because he spoke to us with his mask off. And I was trying to keep my mask on. I did keep my mask on, trying, I say, because I but, did take it <coughs> off when I got my picture taken a couple times, like <laughs> by this guy, O.G. Lee, who took a very good picture. Yeah. And... I must say, I kept them on when I was talking closely to people, such as the city manager who kept his off, which is his prerogative. But I thought it was interesting well, uh, that yeah. he put it on oh, when cameras. he sat on the stage yes. 
when no one was really near him. Right. Suddenly. But there's cameras on. Right. There's a camera on. And he's. Got his mask on. He's got it together. I don't know. Yeah. Virtue signaling anyone? It's also, if you don't hear it, it's an era of change. You either choose for fascism or you choose for a, a real equality and a real freedom. Anyway, he is not outgoing. He is still there, and we still have a bone to pick, big boner, with the Arcadia City Council about their harassment of Bonoboville and FDR Radio and our right to podcast freely. And the accusations. Accusations of various sorts that we really don't have time to go into. We have not been put into jail, but we were raided. So we got some issues, but we're happy. We're here. We love Arcadia. We have great hope for even the city manager, who I won't go into his name. Should Uh, I go into his name? I do know his name. You do? Not now. Not now. But hey there. Uh, No, listen, things are going to change. Things are going to change. We are here for the change. And on your city council, they're changed. Absolutely. You had a historic. Amen and and a a women. women. One of these days, I'm going to be doing that opening prayer. I like the prayers. I I do them my own way, though. Well, I like rituals. Yes. Absolutely. I like like rituals. And this one, I must say, was not actually as offensive as the one last year, the opening prayer. So I have hope for Arcadia City Council that it is becoming more sort of multi dimensional in religion and yes. race in outlook more diverse and in we're culture, all about that so art, we're here for the new year in arcadia yeah. absolutely and we are going to be doing a show on new year's here That's right we happen to be celebrating the new year on a saturday it's not that we usually do shows on new year's we don't actually but when it is on a Saturday, we do. So we will. Also, Christmas Eve. And so we hope to connect with you then. Since we're talking about city councils, I guess we'll just speak briefly about the L.A. City Council. Did you see what happened? No. I, <laughs> I think it was today or yesterday. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know the, the whole controversy there with they were having this very racist discussion about this child of one of the city council members and it was also a little homophobic a little racism a little homophobia various elements of elitism let's say and council member kevin de leon was participating in this discussion he wasn't the lead conversationalist he wasn't leading the round table so to speak with a little reference there to my Yale round table, which I will get back to in a moment. But this was a kind of round table with part of the LA City Council. And he was a part and he was agreeing and adding things that were kind of racist and homophobic. And anyway, everybody wants him to resign. A lot of people do. And yet he has yet to resign. A couple of his colleagues there did resign. But he didn't go to any meetings and they actually had a very good meeting the other day they don't do all terrible things but they did ban all future oil and gas drilling in los angeles so i'm very happy that my pussy is going to be left alone 
and no longer drilled for juice. <laughs> or for Jews. Or for Jews, either. <laughs> yeah. So the city council banned all future oil drilling in Mother Earth in L.A. Only L.A., though. I think yeah. L.A. County, perhaps there's still going to be some, and Southern California, but not oh, yeah. the city of L.A. So that's cool. Did you even know there was oil drilling in the city of L.A.? Totally. That's, I've seen it. Uh, yeah. yeah, I've seen it. I was shocked. Yeah, that whole area, by Inglewood. the way. It's all poisoned. Terrible, terrible That's toxic. That's one reason we left for Arcadia. Yeah, yeah, so this L.A. City Council member, Kevin DeLeon, he missed that city council meeting. He missed a lot of meetings, but he came to the holiday party. He's wearing a Santa's hat, and he assaults a local organizer, Jason Reedy, who happens to be black. And you see it there's video now we are in the lovely age of instant video so we see him assaulting this guy moving through the crowd then he claims that jason reedy assaulted him and some other people because it wouldn't want to be just him but you don't see that on the video you just see this guy jason reedy being like pushed and shoved by this city council member we got our Arcadia City Council. We're not quite at that stage, brothers and sisters, and we want to keep it that way. It's bad enough we got the horse races, which is a little bit of animal abuse, although I did love spending my birthday at the Derby. By the way, it is my half birthday today. I know. Congratulations. You know, you didn't say ha happy half birthday. Oh, happy after you told me I did. <laughs> It's okay. I don't really like okay. celebrating my birthday unless I have a birthday orgy. So <laughs> I can't do that. And I certainly can't have a birthday orgy for my half birthday. Be serious now. This is great. No, I am serious. I know you are. So eh, I put up with my birthday. I feel that I have to announce it's my half birthday just because it is. It's sort of like New Year's when the show falls on... One's half birthday, one has to say, hey. But I don't have to say all these birthday things, and I didn't tell anybody, so there's no cake. There's just a bunch of wiener schnitzel on my half birthday that I don't like. Anyway, that's cool. Now, speaking of wieners, yes. Gerbil Hung is right here. His wiener is the size of a gerbil, I suppose. And he says, did Dr. Susie... Spelling it wrong, by the way, gerbil. Listen, you can see on my tag that it's D-R-S-U-Z-Y, Dr. Susie, S-U-Z-Y. So don't spell it S-U-Z-I-E. Of course, gerbil yeah. hung don't care because he it's likes right. to be insulted. Right. That's part of his thing is to be but a did, little bit humiliated. Did you invent a new... Uh a new uh, sporting uh, event, sporting he asks. Sporting event? Right. That's his question. Did Dr. Susie just invent a new sporting event? Pregnant women racing derby. See, Gerbil Hung is taking my dystopian fantasies, I guess you could say, nightmares of a Sam Alito-inspired bunch of enslaved handmaid's tale women pregnant 
and being forced to race. I guess you could imagine them racing like horses if you want to be really dystopian. Or you could imagine them just racing to see who can have the most unwanted children, which is what I said earlier. And of course, Gerbil Hung is getting off on that. And you see a lot of men get off on that kind of thing. And I tease you guys about it, and I'm actually in a way okay with you getting off on it. I understand a lot of you eroticize pregnancy, you eroticize women being enslaved, you eroticize all of this. Just don't politicize this. If you want to imagine it, if you want to play it out in role play, if you want to find ladies that want to play with you and do this, even enter into a marriage in which she's a handmaid and you, you know, go into the handmaid outfit and do the sex like that every <laughs> Saturday night or whenever. Go right ahead, you know. Pretend you're Mormons. I don't care. What I care about is you legislating that stuff. Okay? I'm cool with you fantasizing about it. I know a lot of feminists are not cool with the fantasizing. And I personally think that you're biting your own ass, feminists. And that is very difficult to do, but you are doing it. You are turning me too into me poo because you don't recognize guys wild sexuality and how we have to channel it into something pleasurable but that doesn't interfere with our rights but something pleasurable we should be encouraging them to masturbate and enjoy their fantasies and other things which we will talk about but we are not encouraging of sex in this society we are neo-puritanical and getting worse. And so I'm here to try to spread the bonobo way and also to remind you of your P's and Q's in mistress fashion sometimes, since some of you are, of course, that kind of fetishist like gerbil hung who says sorry mistress i need to be punished so i remember how to spell your name right see what i tell you he likes to be humiliated so guys like that you can tease them about their issues but punishing them is something they enjoy punishing them in that sexual way so i'll do it gerbil hung yes you get a spanking right on your gerbil wiener schnitzel uh. give yourself one because i'm not going to do it spank the monkey spank the gerbil whatever you like just don't legislate against women's rights if you want to imagine a pregnant women racing derby <laughs> i guess i came up with that one but if you want to get off on it i wasn't getting off on it <laughs> but if you want to that's great with your little wieners or your big wieners or whatever, just no legislation like that. And hey, if people want to do that kind of thing in a kinky, consenting adult environment, that's cool with me. DomCon could make an event like that, the Pregnant Women Racing Derby. 
a big rate. Sort of. I don't know if it's That's great. It's pretty awful. It's like, it's like, <laughs> just as an image of a bunch of pregnant, pregnant women, women, women racing derby. Right. But Gerbil Hung is getting off on it, and that's okay. If you want to get off on that as a fantasy, just don't legislate against women. That's what I got to say about that. And listen, as women gain power, as we empower females, it could be, ladies, that guys are going to have more fantasies about dominating you about dominating us and i say that's okay as long as they're fantasies or role play in a consenting adult environment just don't be doing it in the supreme court mr incel alito i'm doing now a, a Susie award list and some of the awards are kind of easy. I'm having a hard time figuring out who is the worst, most embarrassing Yale graduate. There are so many in politics from Sam Alito. Of course, he went to Yale Law School. I don't think he went to undergrad. Maybe I'll limit it. Or maybe I'll have two awards, one for the law school, one for the undergrad. But certainly Kavanaugh is a good candidate bad i mean as well as george bush always there either bush but one is dead so w and he's the worst and yes we have some new people in the listening area including jux hi jux and pam and so a lot of people we recognize as well i don't mean to diss you by not giving you a shout out but I appreciate your presence. People do these texting things, which is cool. I understand speaking is much more of a commitment, but we are speaking about all different subjects, although they force you to give a title on call-in. So our title is Yale, Jail, Sexual Grail, and the Bonobo Trail. Happy trails to you. And of course, we like a happy trail usually on a guy but i'm open <laughs> i love the bonobo trail which is el camino del bonobo the bonobo way baby and that's what we talk about a lot on this round table at yale which we have just released and you should check it out it's a new kind of presentation of the bonobo way and it's at Yale, and so you get to hear not just from me, but my very erudite classmates. I don't only have war criminals. Well, not in my class, I guess. There's no war criminals that I know of. But we have many war criminals who have graduated from Yale, including those I just mentioned, certainly George W. Bush, and I would consider Ron DeSantis, Sadis DeSantis. And by the way, again, Ron, if you want to do this kind of sadistic thing, dominant thing with your wife, be my guest. It's consensual. That's cool. But you are being non-consensual with the sadistic stuff. And you got trained for that when you were a CIA lawyer, Mike Prisoner reveals in an interview with 
a Guantanamo prisoner about what a sadist you were. We talked about that on some of our other shows. He's a Yale graduate. I consider that war criminal, even though it's small potatoes compared to George W. Bush, but he was young, DeSantis. So sex can be used for evil the way they would anally rape the prisoners, the way they still do that when they go on a hunger strike is very sadistic. Who's doing this? Well, a lot of U.S. prison personnel. Agencies. Agents, yes. They force feed the prisoners who are on hunger strikes. And because you can't just make them open their mouths, (laughs) you force it up their butt. I call it anal rape it's anal force feeding which is kind of as bad different as forced breeding i guess they're i don't know if they're equally bad but they're both bad forced anything yeah yeah forced breeding forced feeding feeding and yeah i understand that in bdsm there is that lingo but it's not really forced it's not supposed to be It's consenting adults only. So we're here to differentiate that stuff. Bert Sesame says U.S. prison system is centered around punishment instead of rehabilitation. Yeah, it's all pretty sadistic. It all makes money. Just being there is punishment enough. We need to focus on rehabilitation or else they come out of prison worse than when they went in. And that they do. Yes, indeed. The prison industrial system is pretty awful. And it is my half birthday if you're tuned in live. It's also the holidays, seasons, beatings, everyone, consenting adult beatings only. So you can give us a beating greeting if you like. And watch our Yale Roundtable on YouTube and all the platforms, Facebook. We happen not to be in jail in the platforms right now, so you can get in there. And it's also on Counterpunch. That's the writing of the Yale Journal, in which I really list all of the Yale war criminals. In, in, in the video, I'm the, the uh, elbow. <laughs> Well, you know, we were thinking about the credits for the video, and I decided there cannot be a videographer, (laughs) because we just kind of slapped the phone on the table, and who knows, it has a terrible angle actually on my neck, but the content is queen on the Yale Roundtable on Peace, Love, Bonobos, and Sex Week at Yale. Learn the true tale of Sex Week at Yale. The rise and fall of this wonderful week of sex education that was taken down by religious groups that were very well funded by Focus on the Family and the Christian Coalition and also Sex Week at Yale was used as a scapegoat by then Yale president Richard Levin. I call him Master Dick because hey, his name's Dick. 
And at Yale, they call a lot of the college heads masters. Masters, right. Right. Didn't they stop that? Well, maybe. But back in the day, when when he did this, they were doing it. I remember at Sex Week at Yale, the two years I did master's teas with Master Mary Miller. They were called master's teas, and it was with Master Mary Miller. So she was a woman. They didn't want to call it a mistress tea. And, and then brought her, you brought her a bottle of liquor. I did. But she didn't drink. No, she was a bit of a teetotaler, but right. she contributed to the master's tea yeah, yeah. liquor yeah. supply. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. gave me a scarf that I wore at Yale for my reunion. Who did? What? It all comes around. Mary Miller gave me a scarf, a beautiful Yale scarf. Oh, a scarf, yeah. Right, with all right, the yeah, emblems right. of power and elitism, the Yale elites, right? I have this love-hate relationship with that, which is one reason I'm probably into kink. We also meet up with John Block, who is not my cousin. John, John Block, wow. John Robinson Block of the Block family that publishes the... The Blade. The Blade, which is very conservative. Trump supporters, MAGA supporters. And in fact, there's a sister-in-law of John's named Susan Block, Uh who I'm mortified by. But she exists. What can I do? At least her name is Susan Allen Block, and I am Susan Marilyn Block, a.k.a. Dr. Susie with a Y. And we have a caller. And Catherine is commenting. But we'll talk to the caller first, so Catherine, stay with us. We will talk about your Santa Claus comment. But first, I want to say hi to Heidi. Hi, yeah, I didn't... Uh, first of all, there's a big sound, so I cannot... Yeah, because we're going through the freight yard. I see. Okay. <laughs> well, let's calm that sound right down so that yeah. I can hear what Heidi is saying. I hear a lovely voice speaking through the freight yard where the trains are much louder than the humans. It's a sign of the mega machine triumphing over humanity and we cannot have that so let's see Heidi hello yeah can you hear me oh yes now I hear you and you sound lovely and I don't hear the freight yard so welcome thank you what's going Um, on I was just actually saying I didn't call in. Uh, somebody just invited me to speak, so I accepted. And okay, <laughs> so I'm a little confused, but I do I do have a comment, but it wasn't specific to what you were uh, currently talking about. So That's I didn't okay. Wanna, yeah. We are just getting familiar with call in and how it works, and so I think we invite a lot of people, and some people accept, and then they're going to speak. And if you don't want to accept I guess you don't have to but in any case we are talking about all kinds of subjects I guess that the general topics are sex politics and bonobos so pretty much everything fits in those areas yeah I got that impression from reading the description which is why I accepted the the invitation to speak I I love I love the way uh, you can 
you can uh, connect the dots with a lot of different subjects if you're open to it. And it's funny that um, <clears throat> with this specific talking about the Yale elites, I was also watching, I don't know if anybody's familiar with Primo Radical, but he's going over the Twitter files and um, uh, reading a, an article from Vanessa Beely talking about all of the elites, their agenda, what they're doing to us, how they're uh, using and abusing us. So I, I can totally relate to all of those topics. And also, I, I don't know if I'm correct in this, but as far as bonobos go, I was under the impression they did studies that the bonobos and the chimpanzees are almost identically uh, genetically related. Right. That their, their DNA is very close. Right. And, and people theorize that part of the reason the chimpanzees are brutal and aggressive is because they lived, they, they uh, adapted to a, uh, in a, an environment of scarcity, right. whereas the bonobos are very sexual and very um, into pleasing each other. Yes, into pleasing each other yes. because they, they adapted to an environment of abundance. Yes. So I find them fascinating. I do subscribe to that theory, and that is not exactly proven, but they say that the bonobos and chimpanzees developed for a long, long time in the jungle and then spread out. And the Congo River formed, and on one side of that Congo River, the chimps developed, and on the other side, the jungle got more lush, and the bonobos developed. On the chimp side, yes, more scarcity, more competition from gorillas for food, and more fear of leopards eating you and other predators, whereas bonobos don't have that many predators, except, of course, now. Humans are terrible predators to bonobos, but as bonobos were developing, they didn't have them. So yes, that is perhaps one reason or the reason that bonobos are the way they are. Humans are pretty close to both. So who are we going to be like? We seem to have an inner bonobo, an inner chimpanzee. It's almost like we could go either way. Yeah, definitely. And I wanted to comment on that by saying I read a, a fiction book. Uh, I can't remember the title or who the author was, but the premise was that um, a, a, a tribe or whatever they call a group of bonobos were being used uh, by humans to grow spare organs. Ooh, that, that is a trip, yeah. and it's just terrible what goes on with so-called bushmeat and the organ trade, all of that. The zoo trade even, and I have mixed feelings about zoos because I have bonobo friends, you could say, in the San Diego Zoo, and I know that they are trying to keep bonobos alive in a way, and so I respect that. And zoos let us see these fellow animals up close, but at the same time, there are terrible zoos and they are prisons. Speaking of jail, one of our themes tonight, yes, Yale jail, the sexual grail and the bonobo trail. And that's another reason that we feel you know, motivated to promote the bonobos because they would be a great, uh, not a blueprint, but an inspiration to humans, but also because they're highly endangered and humans are causing the problem. 
Yeah, absolutely. And on the subject of jail, I'm curious. Um, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. I'm not a Trumpster or anything. Okay. But, um, <clears throat> yes, yes, caveat given uh, uh, um, preemptively. But uh, in it, and to speak to the whole Yale thing yeah. and the elite and whatnot, um, I would like to include some other names, you know, including uh, Bush, the Bush family, the uh, Cheney family, the sure. Roe family, uh -huh. the Clinton family. I include yeah. the Clinton family because I defended Bill Clinton. I did that because of his sexual no. rights, not because of his politics. I actually didn't like his politics. In fact, I ran for president against him. Remember that, Captain right. Max? Yeah. He is too much for me of a neoliberal. I'm an old-fashioned liberal, not a neoliberal. I believe in liberal sexuality, really, and liberal approach to religion and that kind of thing. But as far as economics goes, no, not me. And also, I didn't like him bombing the crap out of Belgrade. But I did think that he had sex with a consenting adult, even though she was 21. And I thought Hillary was maybe not okay, but accepting and dealing with it. And I just thought it was terrible the way, I have to say it, those Republicans got into his pants. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, like, I feel the same way. Um, it, she wasn't a child, Monica Lewinsky. But there was a power dynamic that was phenomenally huge, and that is part of the reason why we, as a society, have decided that um, children should not be used sexually, you know, sure. because of a power dynamic. Sure. You know what I mean? So I, 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 I'm ambivalent, but I personally don't give a shit that he got a blowjob. What, what I'm concerned about is the way he handled the, say, like medical examiner reports in Arkansas when he was governor, how they, you know, they basically laundered money, they imported drugs and laundered money and uh, allowed or ordered or had people killed and then ruled as a suicide, you know, that kind of stuff. That, that's what really gets under my skin, you know, using that power to basically um, there are, there cover their tracks. There are hundreds of uh, areas that you're talking about that want to be free from all of that. And yeah. I know that they investigated that. I'm not going to say whether I know about any of that. Ooh, they investigated themselves and found themselves to have not done anything wrong? Well, they had an independent yeah. counsel that investigated all Did of that, that and then decided, Did I'm going to go after sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. he tried that. to investigate all of the Clinton's dealings in Arkansas. Every little thing. They wanted to get them out. It was the beginning, some, or let's just say it was an enhancement of partisan politics, which I don't appreciate, but hey, it's what's happening. And so they couldn't really nail anything. I'm not saying it's not true, just saying they couldn't nail those Clintons for those things. So they nailed him for getting nailed. Are you familiar with Whitney Webb? No. Like One Nation Under Blackmail? She just wrote a book, uh, a two-part book? No. Well, she um, goes through, she, uh, like the focus of it was supposed to be Jeffrey Epstein, and, and it is, the second part uh, of her book is centered around him, but she also goes into the history of it with John Maxwell and Ghislaine and, you know, like the uh, uh, MI6 and... She also explains the connections with Iran, Iran Contra, 
and you know like all of the you know like all of these dirty dealings and the whole thing with Mina Arkansas was part of that it it was also you know connected with the whole Air America thing with the uh, CIA well okay now my darling Heidi I love that name Heidi and you're picture is very cute do you mind me saying that okay you're very interesting and i will say i'm willing to go pretty far afield of whatever our focus might be but you're going real far afield right now okay i i can drop it well but i did i wanted to put that out there for anybody interested okay nation under blackmail sure it's a very interesting reference uh basically it's a reference manual Okay. If anybody's interested. Well, I'm sure that Gerbil Hung has blackmail fantasies because he's <laughs> one of those kind of guys. We do like to talk about politics. We don't agree with everybody, but everybody is a sexual being, and it does sound like you certainly have a inner bonobo. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Yes, I, I'm thoroughly pissed, actually, this weekend because I was supposed to get some, and I didn't. Oh, well, you will. You're... Such a cute lady. I can't imagine you will go without some for very long. But it's getting some that we like. That's the key. That's the key. Getting the kind of some that we want. That's the sexual grail. But I think I intimidate them because I talk about this stuff. Right, right. I getcha. I gotcha. This is pretty powerful stuff. So while... We females should be empowered. Whatever our politics, we should be empowered. And yet, I believe that male well-being is an important concept to keep in mind, always. That's how I've kept my husband of 30 years, I think, is by keeping aware of that. That's how the bonobos keep their female power because those dudes those male bonobos they are bigger and stronger and they have fangs and anytime they want they can take a female down but they don't and one reason is female solidarity it's true that's important to have female solidarity which is why i kind of love all females in a way that i well i kind of love everybody but maybe females a little more but i am very into guys and i'm married and i just believe in female solidarity that's way beyond sisterhood and bonobo females aren't actually sisters they migrate and Yet, there is an understanding of male well-being, of honoring these males, of making them all little princes with big wieners. (laughs) Stroking their egos? Yes. Yes. As long as it doesn't take our power down, which mostly it doesn't, I think. But what do I know? I'm just a sexologist. Well, there's a, a certain kind of power, I think, that women have that can't be taken. That's, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they, it, it, like you said, it's only, we only lose it if we allow ourselves to lose it. It's a, like a dignity, you know? I'm not sure what you mean exactly. Why don't you tell me a little more? Well, um, if we to respect ourselves and believe in ourselves and allow ourselves to um to take care of ourselves uh there's a certain streak i think uh, in women that 
makes it impossible to be to to lose the feminine up uh, that feminine uh that inner um are you talking about pussy power kind of yeah kind of, baby but it has more to do with our our emotion like our our uh the the well like i said the dignity i, I, know. I can't put it better i just that. like to talk dirty okay. but <laughs> I think there is something in us, and I actually think you don't have to be a biological woman to have it. You just are a woman. That's what I think, but I also respect people who are more biology fetishizing. I do want to quote a commenter here, because I said I would, and her comments are starting to fall off my screen, but you can kind of get into it with me, Heidi. Catherine, 1999, says, once... As a teenager, I wondered if I gave Santa Claus a BJ, if that would put me on his naughty list or on his nice list. Yeah, I saw that. And she said that before we started talking about Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that another term for a BJ, a Lewinsky? Yeah. I know, it's terrible to say that, and I really respect her. That's okay. I think she's great. She did her thing, and she didn't want to take him down, but she struggled with it. She's now a Hollywood kind of person. She's still doing her thing. That's part of what I'm talking about, that dignity. If we don't allow ourselves to be shamed for it, for our sexuality, then no one can hurt us. Yes. Only if we allow them. That's what I was talking about. I see what you're saying now. And Monica, she fought that. And she mm-hmm. could have so easily been shamed, and people really tried to. They really did, from both sides. A lot of people who defended Clinton would try to shame Monica and say it was her fault. I never said that. I just said, hey, these are, are two wacky people. When you're 21, of course you're wacky. I had wacky partners when I was 21. It was a different time, of course. It was a different time. But in any case, yes, the dignity the feeling good about yourself and knowing that if something abusive happens to you, it's not your fault. But what if it is your fault? Then you should take responsibility. So sometimes they should feel a little bit bad or maybe a lot. Certainly if they're a war criminal, I would say they should feel very bad. (laughs) Uh, That's never gonna happen. Those people are sociopaths. That's often the case, you're right. And that's why this penal system, no pun intended. Yeah. What do I hear? Uh, they're uh, uh, filling the water tank. Okay. In the other car. That's good to know. We just stopped for a moment. I don't even know where we are. <laughs> we're filling a water tank. Well, yeah. good, because we're running out of water. <laughs> we carry water in this big tanker. God, Catherine says, Catherine, 1999. Is that when she was born? Oh, my goodness. How old would she be then? (laughs) If that's the case, she wasn't even born during Clinton. But she says, I would have sucked Clinton's cock so hard. I would have made Al Gore come. (laughs) I don't know, Catherine. Really? That's kind of funny, though. No, I graduated college in 1999. Okay, I'm glad. I'm glad you're a little older than... Okay, good. But still, Catherine, wow, you're very vivid. You should write erotica or something. Yeah. Really? I never heard that one. And I've heard a lot of 
he kept his day job while getting a blow job. Different kinds of jokes about yeah, Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jux says some inappropriate power dynamics are insanely hot. Oh, he's referring to Gerbil Hung. The greater the power dynamics, the harder my three inches gets. See, these guys, they love the power dynamics. But some women do too. I mean, a lot of people do. Having a small penis is a small problem, but it's a big problem. So you might as well get it out in the bedroom so you don't Uh, let it affect you at work. Hopefully. And hopefully not after you marry on the first night and second night. And you go, wait a minute. You mean, wait a minute, you you pull out your three inches or two inches. And by the way, we want to say to all the small penis men out there, we love you. We don't think that there's any size that is too small for love or even too small for sex. Or somebody's going to love. Right. And there are different people that would love a small one for various reasons. Maybe they have, what is that problem that women sometimes have? When their vagina closes up, vaginismus, Ah. which is a terrible disease to have if you want to have penis and vagina sex. But not everybody wants to have penis and vagina sex. And maybe if you have vaginismus and, and you can't get over it with these wonderful barbells that they give you and I have helped women get over that actually because mostly you do want to get over it and you can get over it you can open up ladies but just in case you can't (laughs) well gerbil hung is there so he's got nothing to put in there anyway and maybe you like to be dominant who knows so there's someone for everyone out there I think Heidi said goodbye without me hearing. And maybe you muted her anyway. Heidi, goodbye. And Jux is saying, that sounds like a holiday. And I'm not sure what that is. You know, you guys, my friends included, when you put in comments that do not tell me what you're talking about, Then I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, Heidi says, no, I just got booted, I think. Yeah, sure, Heidi, if you want to keep talking, you're cool. Don't just go off into those conspiracy theories. No, I'm just kidding. We don't boot people. We don't boot people, really. really. We say goodbye if we want to. Sometimes it goes on and on and on. Right, but they don't know that. We're new on Colin. Anyway, Juck says, happy vaginismus. Oh, the holiday of Christmas is vaginismus. No, hopefully you don't get vaginismus on Christmas. Or and then your Santa can't come down your chimney. But it has nothing to do with female orgasm anyway because it's all the clitoris. The vaginismus? Well, no, I'm saying vaginal sex has, has very little to do with female orgasm. That's true. You don't need to have the vagina involved at all. To have an orgasm but you um, almost yeah. always have to have the clitoris involved i will grant you there are some women who say their clitoris isn't involved i don't quite get it i think no, it no. is usually i think you're right heidi but i will hold out that open-minded feeling that you could have it let's just say you don't have to touch the clitoris but usually you twitch it while something else is being touched. Like, I know women who can come just from nipple stimulation. 
I was just going to say that. I've heard there's like five different types of female orgasm. One of them is nipples. Another is anal. But I think the clit is always involved. I think there's a reaction internally, at least, to the apparatus there. The clitoris is actually a very large organ in the woman, and it extends inside. That's why the G-spot is powerful in some women, because it's the underside of the clitoris. That's not all women feel it and women have different size clitorises and sometimes the labia are connected and sometimes they don't have much to do with it so it is an important thing and guess what bonobo ladies have clitorises too and guess what all you people out there who think you don't have a clitoris a clitoris is really just a kind of a small penis <laughs> it's yeah. very similar like gerbil we hug, you know, you could think of womb. yourself as having a clitoris if you like. And there are females that have like a small penis. Their clitoris is so big, big and it and is large, very yeah. much involved in pleasure. And the vagina is not. So it's all very nice. The vagina is involved in breeding. It's all very nice. Usually, it's all very nice. I think your chocolate is taking effect. So I get to have the power over the show in the last 20 <laughs> minutes because my husband is experiencing great pleasure because oh, no, no, no. he ate a piece I've, of chocolate. I've been listening very carefully. Yes, you yeah. have. Shout out to Jerry Weaver for being my oracle of Delphi when it came to identifying these Yaleys, these elites, because I have all these pictures that I didn't know who I was with. Because when I was a Yaley, and I always have ambivalence about the elites, because in a way I'm against the elites in many ways, most ways, but in a way I'm with the elites, or I want to be, and that's why I went to Yale. And then I rejected Yale for years. But then when I married you, you said, no, no, hold your diploma up. Show off your Yale degree. You should be proud to be elite. So I started doing that. And I go to Yale reunions now. And I have this interesting ambivalence about that. But I didn't know my fellow Yaleys too well because I was so ambivalent then that I took mushrooms a lot. Um. Right. Yeah, right, my, so mm. I, I didn't remember their names, and they were kind of wavy while I was there. Yeah. And I was a theater major, and a lot of them majored in history. I should have majored in history. I love history, but I got tired of Cotton Mather. Yale's history is very Puritan. Yale was founded I by Puritans. Correct. That's the beauty of Yale, Puritan. It's kind of horrifying in a way. Actually, the witch hunts. Yeah, actually, I learned that from you. Oh, yeah. I have a love-hate, but I mostly love Yale, and we had a great time at our reunion, and we did a great round table, and Yale is opening up. And just like the guy on the last show taught me a new word, xenophobia means fear of new things. Who who has that? His name was Brady. And he had a singing dog named Rufio. And he had a new word for me. The that? other guy also had a new word for me which named was? Volcel, which is not an incel. 
the opposite of incel, not an opposite, but a different type of incel. And incel is an involuntary. So a vol cell is a voluntary celibate. I guess it's not as bad if you're voluntary, sort of like consenting celibacy. I, I think that's definitely not as bad. It's not good. Usually tied, tied to men's rights activists. Yeah, that's the problem with all that stuff. But at least when you say you're a vol cell, you're saying, hey, I take responsibility. I'm not blaming somebody else. When you say I'm an incel, that's already worse, I think. It's, it's all those snooty females. They think they're too hot for, for them. That's a problem. That's a problem. I'm saying, thinking that about us females, because we are empowered. And on the other hand, we got to live with these guys, I think. Last I heard, the Amazon world is a fantasy. And I am a very Amazon woman, but I like men. And so Yale is full of men. Yeah, I mean, but it's now got a lot of women in it. But when I went there, I liked it because it was like good odds for getting <laughs> laid. <laughs> because, hey, I didn't know anything about sex and I wanted to have it. And Yale had a lot of guys and they were very horny and they were not good at sex was one thing. <laughs> But it helped me to learn about it and value masturbation and women and all kinds of things. Thank you, Yale. I had a great time there. Oh, and I also really enjoyed joining my fellow Yale women in protesting Kavanaugh. We protested Brett Kavanaugh with his class. So check that out on the Yale roundtable video and in the journal. There are pictures and a little bit of video from the Brett Kavanaugh class of uh, Yaleys who just think he's an illegitimate supreme court injustice. So the first word of the title is Yale, and we've already been getting into the sexual grail, which really is the clitoris, of course, the bonobo trail, the bonobo way, but jail. Well, I want to celebrate. Brittany Griner is free. Yay. That's correct. And... It's a great thing. And I want to say, if we can negotiate Griner's release, we can negotiate peace between Russia and Ukraine. I feel that the time is now. I just want to say that I know both Republicans and Democrats don't want to have peace, but I do. War is profitable. Right. I do not profit from war myself, except in one way, I'm a sex therapist. And listen, I help a lot of people with PTSD, a lot of former small-time war criminals who need therapy. And so, in a way, I profit too. I think we all have to in this terrible mega machine in which militarism and capitalism are just grinding us down. And yet we have to try to find our own way and be as bonobo as we can be until the mega machine completely collapses and then only a few of us will survive anyway. But hopefully those few will be more bonobo than common chimp. And so, yeah, I'm celebrating Brittany Griner's release. It's funny because last year at this time I was saying free Britney Spears. So this year it's free Brittany Griner. Okay. I don't know what that means. I have no a idea. A lot of free Britney going lot, on here. These women named Britney. How you get yeah, free? I could get into a conspiracy theory about that. Why do yeah. they get, end up in some form of jail? Because certainly the conservatorship was a form of jail. And there are many forms of jail. You can be in a mental jail. 
that holds you back, that keeps you in that xenophobic way, which is close to xenophobic because that means you're afraid of other races and nationalities. But xenophobic just means meaning being afraid of other ideas. And when you're in that state of mind, you are in a kind of jail because we always need new ideas in this life to keep us young. Well, on a meta level, we're all actually living in captivity. That's right. We're all in jail. In the mega machine. And we're all having to free ourselves all the time and yet make our peace with this jail situation and with our inmates. We got to make our peace. We can't just fight the machine all the time or we die. Right. There's no ethical consumption in capitalism. Uh Amen and a women. We all have to feel a little guilty about this, especially knowing all the humans that are dying and other species because of us. I wouldn't be alive if there wasn't the mega machine, if there wasn't technology that uh, gave me a heart operation when I was seven years old so that I could live. And so I'm part of it. Well, we have to pick better decision makers. Yeah, that's tough, huh? I think the tough thing is making decisions for such a large group of people. I like the idea when we were back in tribal times and other animals besides human. Nobody makes decisions for this huge group of people. If we made decisions for small groups, there's a piece on that in Counterpunch this weekend, along with my piece, by the way. You could check out my piece in Counterpunch. Counterpunch Counterpunch.org, that is. But there's also a piece about how humans for so many hundreds of thousands of years, two of them, two hundreds of thousands of years, and other species like bonobos and common chimps for that matter, we were in small groups. And that's how we know how to be. And when we're in these big groups, corruption is inevitable, whatever our politics. Corruption happens. So. It's inevitable. Yeah, so. We gotta get down to small groups where we can watch each other. Make sure we don't put our hand in the cookie jar or else we get whipped like gerbil hung like he wants to be see if we put him in charge of the country gerbil hung oh my god he'd be too busy to go to a dominatrix and he'd be a total asshole about ruling he'd probably be a war criminal he just needs a little dominatrix telling him get your hand out of the cookie jar and put your hand in your pants you know that's my fantasy occupation dominatrix yeah, yeah. To, wow. to beat the hell out of powerful men. We got to talk about that so next week, but we got to go. So we have really enjoyed uh, sharing this show basically with you tonight, Heidi. And we got to talk about that name. That gives me a big smile thinking about pigtails and the Alps or something. Anyway, the Alps and my grandpa. <laughs> I love it. Thank you all for writing in and given us your opinions, your stories, your fantasies, your fetishes, and go bonobos. And what's wrong with these people in Indonesia who are sending you to jail for consenting adult oh, premarital yeah, sex? Yeah, oh yeah, something's yeah. wrong with that. Right, Harry sent us something about that. We didn't get to talk about yeah. that, but something's wrong there. Premarital sex is now illegal in Indonesia 
Beavers moving into the Arctic. Republicans are against Britney's release. I think it's disgusting and partisan and a little racist. I celebrate release from jail for drug uh, problems and many other things. American jails are way too crowded. Free Assange, Julian Assange, he has offended both Republicans and Democrats, okay? And he's offended everybody. He'd probably offend me if he knew me. But he shouldn't be in jail, okay? We got to free the journalists and we got to love one another. We got to get on the bonobo trail, get out of jail, the kind of jail of our minds, and open up to our inner bonobo. Make kink, not war. Don't yuck my yum. (laughs) Make like bonobos, not baboons. Make love not war make love to someone you love tonight even if that someone is you i love you (laughs) need to talk with someone about something you can't talk about with anyone else you can talk to us i'm dr susan block your mistress of the airwaves. But my day job is director of the Dr. Susan Block Institute for the Erotic Arts and Sciences, specializing in sex therapy over the phone. Anytime you need to talk, whether you need serious psychotherapy or a hot phone sex experience or a combination, my world-renowned telephone sex therapists are just a phone call away. Totally private, absolutely confidential. We listen, talk with you, advise you, role play for you, fantasize with you, no fantasy is too taboo, and help you with anything from impotence to exhibitionism, fears to desires, fetishes to marriages. For more information, call us at 213-291-9497. That's 213-291-9497 anytime you need to talk. You're listening to Radio Suzy One on the World Wide Web.